Hello and welcome back to ASMR Quest, the podcast not intended to trigger ASMR, but rather about ASMR. I am your level one whisper man. Fucking, I'm, I'm gonna stop doing that. I, I fuck it up every time. <laughs> every single time, John. You know, you've I'm been devoted. You're, you're no longer a mystical race. <laughs> Uh, hello, my name is uh, Ian Fox, and I've actually collected three of the Infinity Gems, John. That's right. Uh, <laughs> this week, we are doing our um, Marvel Infinity Wars Spectacular. Oh, wow. I uh, did not know that. Um, it, you know, funny enough, it didn't come up anywhere in the uh, in the document that we were working on, uh, you know, between the two of us before this episode. Uh, about what we would be talking about. Um, I I wish you told me beforehand, because um, I haven't seen the movie yet. John, you haven't uh, seen Marvel's The Avengers The Infinity War, <laughs> starring everyone's favorite grape-flavored hero, Thanos. <laughs> uh, no, I have not seen this movie yet, starring everyone's favorite grape-flavored <laughs> Thanos. Yeah, it really is. So here's the thing. Uh, and this is to all of our viewers who have yet to see Marvel's The Avengers, The Infinity War. Um, the, <laughs> the third, movie? the movie, it is true. Um, I would recommend sort of springing, you know, spending the extra 20 bucks to go see it uh, in Flavor Vision. Because <laughs> they really do. Like, they're, the, the, the grape flavor that they put on Thanos is remarkable, <laughs> refreshing, and I would go so far as to say life changing. Wow. Uh, and, uh, also, amazing. John, I wanted to I wanted to talk to you about something. Okay. So I heard this past week about about something similar to to Flavor Vision, where it's like four D, or I don't know exactly what it's called, but like apparently there's some pretty regular theater service where you will go and they've got like these specially outfitted theaters for this, and the chairs will move around and rumble at you like over oh. the course of the movie like in those like you know sort of mall yeah, like, like a disney things. world yeah <laughs> apparently that's just like a thing that happens at theaters now i didn't know that anyone was doing that outside of disney world mm-hmm. well, uh, or i mean other theme parks i guess, I guess but, yeah i didn't realize that, that was something that you could get at your local movie theater and you know when i heard it at first it sounded outlandish but it kind of makes sense doesn't it because like you know, surely those chairs are going to be expensive, but it's like a one-time mm-hmm. cost. And, like, if I'm making a movie, you know, how much extra effort is it to get, like, one guy to go through and, like, <laughs> program the chair movements for the movie? Be like, oh, yeah. I think it'd be fun if the chair just jiggled around at this point. <laughs> yeah, so do they lean or do they basically just jiggle? Um, so I don't know. I've never been, nor have I seen uh, any of these things. But apparently, my understanding is it is it is similar to the the rides at Disney World. So they're like they are they are doing more than jiggling. They're doing a whole range of motions. Oh wow! Well, I not while we're on the subject of Disney World, I do just have to clarify. Uh, it sounds like you have some misconceptions there, Ian. Um, you see. There's a variety of different movie experiences at <laughs> Disney World. Uh, you've got everything uh, from, uh, you know, you, you've got uh, Star Tours. Mm-hmm. Star a, Tours, it's all about... Uh, a, a Star Wars themed... Uh, this one's really more of a ride than a, a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a screen in front of you. It is sort of oriented 
or arranged like a movie theater, but it's much smaller, and the whole room moves rather significantly. Uh, so that one's really more of a ride, and you really do need to be buckled in for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they've also got things like A Bug's Life, where the seats don't tilt at all. They rumble, they um, simulate a bee sting, or sorry, a, a wasp sting, or <laughs> oh, a hornet sting. Oh my god. It doesn't puncture the skin. <laughs> it's not even that say. sharp. There's just a thing that, that seems hits illegal. you in the back. Uh, there's also, uh, it simulates bugs running underneath you. Oh, um, they've also got some, like some smell some stuff, uh, as well as just some, some physical props that move around. Um, so those seats are pretty wild because they've got these things that make it feel like stuff's crawling underneath your butt, mm-hmm. as well as stuff in the, like they've got stuff that actually comes out of the seats in addition to the seats kind of rumbling a little bit, but the seats don't shift at all. So what I'm saying, Ian, is, I mean, these are only two examples. There's many others. Uh, but what I'm saying is, you brought up Disney World uh, around me, and you you mentioned, you made a, a statement that just was not accurate, uh, and you should have known better. Okay, well, John, I want to I want to comment at you with a few bits, uh, with a few facts right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first fact is what I'm talking about is something at Cinemark called D Box. That's the name of okay. it. Um, it is the the D Box movie experience. Um, so I'm what I'm watching this, and it looks like the chairs they do lean, they do tilt, and they also appear to swivel a little bit. Oh wow! Now I don't know if you've been to a Cinemark lately, John, um, but I actually so I got a movie pass a few months ago. Oh, I, I hear those are quite popular. Yeah, I got I know one, some people who have them. One of those scams. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. it's like, their real business model is probably that they're selling data on what movies are going to see. Well, right? here's the thing, though, John. So, so I think that is their eventual um, strategy. But if I am generating data valuable enough to be worth the number of movies I can go see, like, that just doesn't seem feasible <laughs> to me, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Like, Facebook is valuable because it's collecting data on, like, 13 billion people. Um, yeah, and you're getting every second face- of their life. Yeah, and you're getting very little out of it. Yeah, MoviePass is collecting what movie you go see what like at max once a day, mm-hmm. and you're getting and they are I paying mean, the full price of these movie yeah. tickets in order to collect that data point. <laughs> Whereas just, you have to pay them what like twenty bucks a month or not even no it's no yeah it's so so it depends on when you've got it. Um, I bought it when it was eight bucks a month. Okay, so, got, so I had to, I, so you have. Up to 30 movies a month for 8 bucks. Uh-huh. I, I would imagine that they're counting, that they're sort of using the Planet Fitness model, maybe? So possibly. Um, but the, you... the problem with the Planet Fitness model here is, that would, if it was 20 bucks a month, I'd think that's what they're doing. But mm-hmm. at 8 bucks a month, if I yeah, see if you even one go see movie, a movie. <laughs> yeah, they're like, there goes their profits for that month. If I see yeah. two movies, that's a disaster. Um, I wonder, well, I guess... I, I did hear at once in, at one point in the past. Um, I don't know that it was from a reliable, reliable source. Actually, I think it was from you. It was. I don't from know me. what I your source was. About, yeah. Um, that uh, movies theaters really don't make much money off of the ticket sales. It's all mm-hmm. about the concessions. Mm-hmm. So maybe if they're just getting people in the door, that's really all they care about, and they're willing to give Movie Pass a really good deal on the tickets. <laughs> well, so so here's the thing. I think that ultimately. What their strategy will have to be is either scaling back the service from what it is right now to something more like a twenty dollar a month Planet Fitness model, or I mean I don't I think that 
it's it's a kind of sensible business strategy, right? Because like, what's the marginal cost of them showing a movie, right? Like of of me going mm. into a theater, taking an empty seat, and seeing the movie. It's zero, right? Right. The movie's yeah. playing anyway. So so in that sense, like, the theater should be willing to seat me for like basically any amount of money. So long as I wouldn't have gone and seen it under normal circumstances and paid them the full fare, mm. and, you know, heck, if I'm not paying to go see a movie, like, so I don't do this, but I imagine other people might do this, they might be, like, more willing to buy concessions, right? Right. Because, like, it's, otherwise it's just a free night out, which seems too luxurious. <laughs> um, well, and a lot of people would buy concessions even if they are paying for the mm-hmm. the ticket. Yeah. Um, so if they're getting a free ticket, then they're certainly going to be buying concessions. Mm-hmm. And so it just seems like, you know, if I, if I was a movie theater, if I was, like, running my own independent movie theater, I feel like the sort of business model I'd want is, like, you know, so, so see when theaters are being filled up, see what types of theaters are being filled up, like, you know, what shows, what movies are filling up the seats and all that, mm-hmm. and basically sell some service of, like, basically unlimited bad tickets. <laughs> like, so long as I'm confident that this theater's not going to be full up, that you're not going to be displacing someone who'd be willing to pay full price for a ticket, mm-hmm. you, know, you can buy my, you know, $15 a month Ian Fox movie pass or whatever, and come <laughs> see as many of these shit movies as you want. Or, like, the indie <laughs> movies and all that. Because, you know, like, just develop this out. But if you want to see, if you want to see The Avengers, The Infinity War... <laughs> <laughs> Mar- the movie? Sorry, sorry or, Marvel's, uh, Marvel's The Adventure of the Infinity okay. War. No, uh, you know, you're talking about the, the movie here, or the comic book, or... Well, John, I'm talking about the uh, the D-Box experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you want to go see that D-Box experience, then yeah, you better believe you're paying full price. But, mm. um, so another thing I want to talk about, D-Box... Um, also, so, so I was just going to say, I, I brought up this whole, like, going to Cinemark recently... To talk about the fact that at some point in the past couple of years, um, they got really swanky. Like, if you go to a movie now, I don't know if it's if it's like this around you, but, like, if you go to a Cinemark movie theater, they've got these massive fucking recliners. I thought that was only in certain uh, theaters. Like, How, I think it's, it's only in, like... Because I think the, the one... Uh, I'm not going to say exactly where it's located, but the one that we both grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a couple of years now, they've had like a theater or like like one, yeah, one room that has really nice chairs. But I think it's only for like the premium movies or sometimes, or I think they previously, you had to like pay extra to see movies in there. But now I think they just have like select movies showing in there. But I think the rest of the theaters are still like, you know, not not shitty or anything, but they're not. They're not like, they don't have these yeah. recliners. Yeah, now, so now, like, at least the, the Cinemark that I go to these days um, in Michigan, it is mm-hmm. the Quality 16 Theater, if, if any of our listeners want to come and see me there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, all of their, all of their theaters have these super luxe recliners, uh, and I go there, and I just recline away, and it's like, man, it feels it feels wrong, John. It feels wrong to be sitting, laying back on a recliner in a movie theater. I feel like I'm breaking the rules. <laughs> but everybody else is doing it, John, and we're all loving it. And so I would recommend that everybody go out and buy a movie pass now, because they're going to go out of business soon, I think. Um, <laughs> if you don't... It's, it's like a Ponzi scheme, John. So I have to, That's where they really make their money. Where they make their money is they... When you sign up, you pay for a full year, 
but they're going to go out of business like a month from now, probably. <laughs> um, so I've just got to try to proselytize it and get as many new people to sign up as possible so I can try to get out my full year subscription. <laughs> I think that, and I think all the while, like, we're going to look back on it and like, oh yeah, the CEO of, of MoviePass was actually paying himself like $2 million a year to run this uh, disaster of a business. Uh, that's the way to do it, though, is to, like, it, make a business and, you know, le- legitimately try to make it go well. But just, like, pay yourself a shit ton of money. Golden because... parachutes, right? <laughs> what, sorry, what? A golden parachute is what that's called. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's just, like, it's not illegal to be completely incompetent and waste all of the investor money. Actually, here's the thing, uh, right? And if you're just wasting it on your own salary, so Ponzi you know, you're schemes just incompetent. Are Ponzi schemes are, like, a, a you can... As we've learned with Bernie Madoff, you can go to jail for a trillion years. You can go <laughs> to jail for an infinity war number of years. <laughs> he actually just got out because of the release of uh, Marvel's The Avengers, The Infinity War. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> so you can go to jail if you run a Ponzi scheme. But if you run a really shitty business, like... There's no, there's, there's nothing illegal about that. It's like, where, when does something like MoviePass that has a seemingly unsustainable business model that is perhaps even predicated upon people drawing others in to pay this upfront annual subscription, at what point does that become a Ponzi scheme? I think it, I think it's really only when you like start to promise some sort of financial return rather than a service. Because, you can charge whatever you want for any service you want, as long as people are willing to pay for it. Well, but here's the, but they're undercharged. Like, it's like, if I was buying a service, and it was like, you know, for a penny a day, you get all the massages you want. Like, that's yeah, not as long work, as right? you, like, as long as you make a, like, your best effort to follow through on that promise, as long as your company is in existence, I think you're good. Huh. I mean, if, if you charge people... A penny a day for unlimited massages, and then you never make any attempt to give anyone a massage, then I think you are probably, then I think there might be some sort of consequence. But if you are, you know, employing a bunch of people and you're sending every single one of them out to do every massage requested, or at least as long as you can, like, keep up with it, I think if you're requested, if more massages are requested than you are able to do, I think you can probably get away with not doing them. Uh-huh. But as long as you are, like, doing as many... Doing as much as you can to satisfy this request. Huh. Uh, you might go out of business, like, immediately. Well, uh, but so long as you're paying yourself a lot, then it's okay, right? Exactly. Well, so that's the thing, is you've got to pay yourself, the CEO, an unreasonable amount of money. Well, here's the thing, John. Uh, in this economy, in this economy, you know, you've got to pay whatever you can to attract the top talent. Yeah, it's, it's so true. Here's what, I, I think, here's what a lot of I people think don't if, understand, like, John, about the economy. I'm going to shut you down here because I need okay. to tell my important economic revelations. All right, okay. So a lot of people are noticing this widening wage gap and they're saying, oh, there's something broken with the American economy, right? They're saying, oh, the mm-hmm. 1%, they're making more and more money and the middle class is making less money. It's the hollowing out of the middle class. You know, what's going on? Why, why are we having all this happening? I'll tell you why, John. It's because... Um, 
all the people who aren't the top 1%, they're getting lazier. Oh. They're spending okay, all their time on Facebook, and they're spending all their time on Reddit, and they're probably just tweeting the day away. Meanwhile, the 1% are working harder than Fucking ever, John. Twitter. In fact, did you know that the 1% are now working on average like a thousand times harder than yeah. the bottom 50% combined? Let me ask you a question, Ian. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you saw a 1%er on Twitter? John, Never. I can't remember ne- that's the, the last time. You can't think of a single time you saw some idiotic 1%er tweeting all kinds of just terrible nonsense. Not a Wouldn't single happen. time. Wouldn't happen. Has... They're too busy contributing to the economy and giving TED Talks. Precisely. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're hard at work, John, producing thousands of TED Talks a day <laughs> to fuel. Cause here's... Explaining how you can be a hard worker, too. Mm-hmm. If you just give more TED Talks. And actually, John, what we have done, I just <laughs> snuck in here um, a, a sort of satire of... Success blogging. It's you. You did sneak it in. It was mm-hmm. very brief, but you you snuck it in there. Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to say, John. Um, yeah, unemployment is hovering in uh, around at three point nine percent right now. Mm-hmm. I just want all of our listeners to understand that is an absurd number, and that politicians need to stop talking about jobs. It's <laughs> they just can't keep doing it, John. Three point nine percent is a it's a it's an abnormally low <laughs> unemployment amount, and it's just you just you gotta no more stimulus, John. We've had enough. We're stimulated enough. Okay, <laughs> let's calm down, everyone. Let's everyone let's calm down. Um, and my final point in this introduction before we get into the meat of of this podcast, John, mm-hmm. is that actually so I've looked more into the D box movie theater experience. And actually, it looks like it's a it's a little bit less like the movie rides at Disneyland, and maybe more like Space Mountain, um, in that actually you go into the D-Box movie theater experience, and they're playing the movie, right? Uh-huh. But it is also a full roller coaster. Oh, well, that's way cool. And that's it's a much different more roller coaster for each movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's and, a, almost a little bit like that Harry Potter ride at Universal. Yeah. Well, I don't, I wouldn't uh, the Harry that. Potter area is the only good part of Universal, really. Like, the rest of it Whoa. is just sort of... Like, they've got nice facades everywhere, but as soon as you step on a ride, you're no longer in whatever, like, mystical wonderland you were just in. You're just on a ride. Mm. Whereas Disney keeps the magic going through the ride, and that's why it is far superior to Universal, where the rides are just rides. Mm-hmm. Lame. Okay, so John, on to talking about uh, Marvel's The Avengers The Infinity War. <laughs> Alright. So, well, um, first off, let's give a quick rundown of all the characters that are in it. So we've got the <laughs> Iron Man. The Iron Man is made out of iron. We've got Hulk, he's big, he's green, he's angry, and he's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna yell at you on Twitter, John. That's what he's doing this whole movie. Actually they do this fun thing in the Infinity War where they've got one of those sort of um uh, that X-Play style, like, commentary running at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all the Hulk, and he's just tweeting sarcastic and mad things. You've uh, got so... Black Widow, you've got um, White Widow, you've got Brown Widows, you've got Widows all over the <laughs> Can place. Can I talk about my favorite character in the movie? Okay, yeah. Uh, so, uh, one of my favorite characters was uh, Cosmic Tingle's ASMR. 
Um, and uh, there's one scene I really liked um, in the, uh, of her in the movie was ASMR relaxing and beautiful Zen garden mm-hmm. uh, with some sort of emoji. I can't really quite make it out, but it's purple um, by ICN buys, um, you know, but by Cosmic Tingles ASMR. Um, and so, you know, I, I'd recently been thinking, like, you know, I haven't seen Cosmic Tingles ASMR in any of the Marvel movies recently. Like, what's mm-hmm. she been up to? Yeah, they've had um, a lot of Marvel you know, movies I, without Cosmic Tingles. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I, I really enjoy her. I, I, I haven't seen her in a while. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out the reason I haven't seen her in a while is because she hasn't been in anything in a while. Uh, up until um, Marvel's The Avengers... The Infinity War, the movie, mm-hmm. um, she hadn't released anything in the last four months, it turns out. Oh my goodness. Um, so, but, you know, she's still active on, on, on uh, social media, so it seems like, you know, everything's fine. She, uh, and she has a, a vlog channel where she's been posting a couple things, but I guess she's just taking a little break from ASMR, but I hope she comes back soon. Oh, wow. Because I enjoy her. Uh, but, you know, this, this one scene, ASMR relaxing in beautiful Zen Garden... Uh, you know, she's just, um, playing with the Zen Garden. It's pretty good. Uh, and she plays it in reverse a bunch of times, which is kind of weird and trippy, and I was not expecting it. And I was really confused as to what was happening the first couple of times. Yeah, I was just watching through a little bit of that scene right now on the mm-hmm. torrent that I, that I illegally downloaded of this movie. <laughs> okay. Because, uh, of course, I couldn't be watching it at home otherwise. I'd have to be in a D-box in order to yeah, of experience this. And yeah, it, it is playing in reverse, um... It's a bit of a stylistic shift, this 27-minute long scene, which is just yeah. really sort of a one-on-one with this character. Um, mm-hmm. There's no there's no great-flavored Thanos traipsing around, collecting his various <laughs> um, Infinity Stones. Yeah. Uh, so also, yeah. John, I just wanted to, you know, I, I think it would be important, you know, we'd be remiss in talking about the Infinity War... Uh, uh-huh. This latest The Avengers cinematic universe spectacular. <laughs> if we didn't talk about the strong villains that appeared in this. Strong, not in the character sense, but in the, the sense of their muscles, John. That's right. Uh, you look at Thanos, he's got big muscles. Um, he's got a variety of henchmen. One of them is a man with psychic powers. He doesn't have big muscles, John. But he's got a very strong mind. He can lift heavy things up with his brain. Um, and I think what's what's interesting about that is that oftentimes you look at a hero and the size of their muscles, and you say, "Wow, that man's a strong. He's a strong, muscular hero." Or, but this man with his powerful brain, he doesn't need big muscles, John, because he's got the the brain is the most important muscle in the body. Is what I'm trying to say. And that takes us actually to um, the news segment of this movie spectacular. <laughs> A lot of exciting news in the media about the Infinity War, John. Uh, uh-huh. So one one little news fact is that it's actually um, so the U.S. economy is is you know it's pretty hot right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the GDP's ticked up. The stock market uh, has been on an overall upward trend, although it was sort of rocky in the past couple of weeks. But actually, the Infinity War has spiked the Dow Jones up from around 24,000 to it's currently at 3 million, John, and it's showing no sign of going down. It keeps going up higher and higher. What are you talking about? <laughs> the Infinity War, John, has driven the U.S. economy to exceeding new heights. I... 
introduced a third element here that I'm not following, Ian. I... I, I thought that what was going to be happening here is you were going to be talking about Infinity War for our entire ASMR podcast, and I was just going to have to frame all of the ASMR content as if it was from the movie Infinity War. But now you introduced the third element where you're talking about other things that are not ASMR or Infinity War. I'm sorry, Marvel's <laughs> The Avengers, The Infinity War, the movie. I, <laughs> Ian, I, I need you to elaborate more, because I... Maybe there's a joke here that I'm not understanding, or maybe you're just talking nonsense. Well, Sean, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, so Polygon has released an exciting video uh, recently. Okay. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Polygon uh, wrote an article and released a video called A Brief History of ASMR. Um, and then in uh, hypotheticals, uh, or I guess in imaginary world, it, that's then followed up with, uh, or it, the the full title in the imaginary world that we're living in is a brief history of ASMR in Marvel's The Avengers, The Infinity War, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the regular world, it's just a brief history of ASMR. Uh, part of the new. Part of a the new museum of the moving image exhibit. Part of a new the mu. Okay, I think those words are swapped. In any case, it's a it's a part of a new, a new exhibit at the museum of the moving image, mm-hmm. um, where they are just talking about the the new genres of uh, videos that have sprung up as a result of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess Polygon has collaborated with Museum of the Moving Image on this exhibit. Um, and Poly- and uh, so there's, a, I guess, several different um, genres that are present in this, this exhibit. Uh, but this one in particular uh, is ASMR. Uh, and so they have a brief video describing sort of a brief history of ASMR and what ASMR is. Um, and if you've uh, listened to this podcast, then you'll be familiar with everything they talk about in the video. Um, but it's, it's a pretty solid, quick three and a half minute summary of the history of ASMR. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, oh, it's by, uh, Jenna. I don't really, uh, Jenna Stober, I, I guess is how, you, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she's like the Jenna that you would have heard of if you follow any of Polygon's other content. Um, in fact, her Twitter handle is at the Jenna. Yeah. Uh, which is but, yeah, awkward uh... in two ways. Um, one in that, you know, Jenna is the, the name of my academic advisor. And so I'm sorry, Jenna, but you're not the Jenna to me. There's only one hashtag the Jenna in Ian's life. <laughs> um, and two That's is your that, boss. Yeah, is that she was actually introduced in one of those, like, um, MCU, that's Marvel Cinematic Universe. She was introduced in one of the MCU TV shows. Uh, and so a lot of people going into the movie weren't familiar with her. Um, but I think they did a pretty good job of introducing her character uh, via this historical recap of ASMR. Mm-hmm. They sure did. Mm-hmm. Oh, and John, there was a... So actually, you know, one, one of the many... One of the thousands of innovative twists that uh, the Avengers the Infinity War sprung upon us... <laughs> is uh, commercials. That's right, they decided to take a break in the middle of the movie just to have commercials, <laughs> just like a TV show. 
Yeah. Uh, which is great, because like, then you go to the theater, you pay your money. Well, I don't, because I've got... I've, I've bought into the Ponzi scheme. Um, <laughs> and then, like, you sit down, there's 15 minutes of movie where they just sort of... Really, it's actually just establishing shots of each of the hundreds of different distinct characters, which they... <laughs> whose, whose individual plot arcs they, they go over in the Infinity War. So right after all those establishing shots, they <laughs> cut to a commercial, John. And what was the commercial this time? Uh, the commercial uh, in the theater, the time that I saw uh, the movie, um, that I definitely have seen and know all about, mm-hmm. um, was uh, a in an Applebee's commercial. Oh, wow. Turns out Applebee's is the most recent company to jump on the ASMR bandwagon. Uh-huh. Uh, and they have released a video uh, that is, you know, as part of their their plan to appeal to millennials, uh, they've released a video, uh, an ASMR video, uh, that is one hour of meat sizzling <laughs> on a flame grill. Uh, and... As described, it is it is an hour of meat sizzling. Which you just, if when you go to the movie theater, you've watched fifteen minutes of actual movie, <laughs> and they break for an hour long commercial. I mean, I mean, it's a nice opportunity to take a little nap because you know those first fifteen minutes they tuckered me out. <laughs> All the the chairs thrashing around and electrocuting you. Mm-hmm. It's a tiresome experience. Well, you know, it's also it was emotionally draining because you know a lot happens in those first fifteen minutes of the movie that I've definitely seen. Mm-hmm. Where um, you know, I I thought that um, Captain America was going to kill Iron Man because I think that they had a feud at some point in the past. Oh, another movie did, that John. I definitely saw. John, they uh, had so a feud at a certain point though in this MCU video movie, um, Marvel's The Avengers. Um, the Civil War. Not the Infinity War. This is the Civil War. Um, Ian, it's called I, the Civil uh, War. I believe it was Marvel's The Captain America, The Civil War. Oh, shit, John, you caught me out. It's it's one of those technicalities. Yeah. You know that Captain America is called Captain America because he loves the flag and he loves the troops? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, some things that I noted about this uh, hour-long ad that they played, actually, not just in your <laughs> showing of the avengers the infinity war but actually every single one. Oh, okay i wasn't sure if it was one of those no it's just it's where, part like... of the movie and actually like when they oh, release okay. dvds they're very clear the ad breaks will stay in well even even if it's part of the movie there's so there i think there have been movies in the past where there's two different after the credit sequences and depending on which showing you go to you'll get a different one so i wasn't sure if they'd done the same thing with oh, this okay like have different sequence or know. not Maybe one of them is a TGI Fridays. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it doesn't. It didn't seem like it was essential to the plot. It seemed more like it was world building. So I felt like it would have been reasonable for them to sort of switch it out, have mm-hmm. little Easter eggs maybe, and just sort of build the world more. But I guess they were lazy filmmakers and they only had one version of it. So something I wanted to talk about with this video in particular, because I actually looked up the, the um, online video. Mm-hmm. And so, so, you know, first off, there's a an article about this that you linked me to, actually, on marketingdive.com. Now, how did you find this article, John? Oh, I don't really remember the article at all. Well, how did you find Because, like, you linked me to it, so... Oh, um, so I, uh, went to Google, mm-hmm. and I typed in ASMR, and then I hit the News tab. Mm-hmm. Um, just so I could get... Because if you just type ASMR into Google and search, then you're just going to get, like, the same hits every time. Mm-hmm. 
and it's not really all that useful for the podcast. But if you go to the news uh, section, then you get more recent results. And so that's how I usually will find more recent news stuff about ASMR. Okay. Giving away all my insider secrets, Ian. Oh, I'm sorry, It's going to be a lot harder for us to maintain our uh, title as the world's number one podcast about ASMR. Everybody's going to steal all of our tips and tricks. But it's okay, John, because even if we're not the world's number one podcast about ASMR, we'll always be the world's number one podcast about Marvel's The Avengers. (laughs) And all of their happenings, all of their doings. Um, it, 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 it's very strange that you're uh, so excited about making this <laughs> podcast about Marvel's The Avengers, given your history with superhero movies, and the fact that I think this is the first superhero movie you've liked. Well, John, it turned me around. Or the scene I liked. I've, I've, I saw this movie in, in major motion pictures, <laughs> um, and it changed my whole life, John, because here's what I realized. I was about three hours into the eight-hour experience that is Marvel's The Avengers <laughs> The Infinity War. And I think I realized, like, you know what? Yes, this movie is really stupid. <laughs> and, like, everybody's making the wrong decisions. And I disagree, fundamentally, sort of with the morality being portrayed here. Um, but that doesn't matter, John. It doesn't matter because you've got this big, grape-flavored man... And everybody's got to, they've got to punch him in the face, John. And by God, they do. They punch him in the face many times, but it doesn't stop him, John. And that's what I loved about Marvel. Um, that's yeah, what I want to talk you about. Know that, you know that this is part one of two. And that everything that you, that happened in this movie that sort of redeemed the genre for you is going to be undone in the next one. Well, this so, next movie is absolutely going to have the, like, the, the ending that has been the ending in every other superhero movie that you hate. John, you might be right, but I, so, yeah, so, I'm definitely I, guess I will right. say I will go on record as saying one of the main reasons why I enjoyed this movie, uh, Marvel's The Avengers: The Infinity War. In case people haven't figured it out, the right, movie, I think Ian's about to that, give a big spoiler. So if you don't want to hear it, then skip it. Yeah. Well, John, we've given a lot of spoilers already. That's um, probably true. Like the flavor of Thanos. <laughs> Yeah, I've given a lot of spoilers for someone who's... Well, I mean, obviously I've seen the movie, so I, I can give a yeah, lot of Yeah, you've spoilers. seen the movie. Um, I know all about what happens. And you care a lot about it, John. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I love things, it. It's my favorite movie I've ever seen. I really like how it ends not with the heroes um, sort of making all the wrong decisions in terms of, you know, sort of... Well, it's just like, you know... Okay, so you've got this fundamental choice, right? Like, do you do the wrong things? Do you do sort of morally ambiguous things in order to accomplish better ends like you know do you do you sacrifice a few people to save the greater number of people right like mm-hmm. and i think there's you know there's two answers to that question one is you do right and the other is you don't <laughs> and that sort of corresponds to whether you you believe in a sort of utilitarian philosophy where you can quantify and like sort of measure up different goods versus evils and whatnot and say, okay, well, some evils are acceptable in pursuit of greater goods. Or you can have a, a moral philosophy that says there are certain actions that just you can't do, right? Like, you gotta treat, you, people can never be treated as means, they can only be treated as ends. You can never do sort of bad things in pursuit of, of good ends. So like, you know, whether you're a consequentialist or whatever non-consequentialists are. And you know what? I think they're both fine. I think they're both very flawed. Um, and they, they both have consequences. Yeah, they both have, they're sort of interesting. Yeah. 
And then there's the morality that Marvel portrays, which is no, 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 no. You don't, you don't ever do anything bad. But also, nothing bad ever happens as a result of that. Like, there's <laughs> never a case where they they make the tough choice and they decide, okay, well, you know what? I just cannot, I cannot sacrifice. You know, we don't sacrifice people. Is something they bring up multiple times in this movie. Um, we don't sacrifice people, and in previous movies, that's never been an issue. It's always just sort of worked out that they they get a beautiful wedding cake. Maybe it's not a wedding. It's a beautiful birthday cake. And they think, wow, this is so beautiful. I can't eat it. But then they do eat it. And, and then it turns out they still have the cake. They still, they still get to look at it, it forever. And it, it annoys me to no end, John. Because <laughs> also, when you're doing that, like, when you're, when you're basically saying, okay, no, we cannot sacrifice people. We cannot sacrifice for the greater good. You're sort of making a moral claim there, right? You're putting mm-hmm. a, you're putting a stake in the ground. But you're also, then they just go on to make it a total straw man by completely ignoring the fact, well, okay, if you don't sacrifice for the greater good, probably the greater good is not going to be accomplished magically. But in this movie, what I really liked about this movie is they they staked their claim, they said, we're not going to sacrifice for the greater good, and guess what, John? They lost. (laughs) And I know it's, but, so how I think, how I hope the next movie will play out is, you know, there's two ways. One way that it will play out is, oh, they, they fix it all, um, they do not, they continue to not sacrifice for the greater good, and yet they do manage to accomplish the greater good this time. Or, they'll recognize, wait, maybe we have to sacrifice for the greater good. So I'd like to think it's the second one that'll happen. I mean, I think it'll be a little bit of that second one, but I think it'll be in the most unsatisfying way possible. Well, we'll see literally a year from now, John. I've got a year to be a big fan of Marvel movies for pushing <laughs> the envelope in terms of, like, being realistic about things. Well, so I guess, to be fair, Thor Ragnarok was quite good, and I've heard very good things about Black Panther, although I haven't seen it yet. So maybe, like, something has changed in the MCU, and, like, they are actually making better, interesting movies now. Or it could just be, like, a brief glimmer of hope before they go back to doing what they've done in every other movie. I think what they might have realized is that they have struck some sort of odd gold mine um, that is completely inexhaustible. <laughs> and it turns out that if you make superhero movies, people will literally never stop watching them. It's been, like, over a decade now, and yeah, people are still I, doing I, it. I kind of want it to be over. I'm, I've been done with it for a while. Here's the thing, I, I was ready, ready for, for it to be over, thing. like, seven years ago or so. Um, like, they, they have breathed new life into it, unfortunately. I I liked Logan a lot, too. I mean, Logan's a fantastic movie. That that That's just, like... <laughs> Independent of being a superhero movie, that is just a good movie. Uh, and then Thor Ragnarok was also very enjoyable. It was very, very good for a superhero movie. By other standards, I still liked it. It was still good. I don't know that I'll be really like thinking about it or talking about it years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was quite funny. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Logan, though, so good. Also, I will say, so I, so I saw... Um, I've been just seeing more movies in general because of this movie pass scam that I signed up for. God damn it, Ian! You got me. Ian, let's let's talk about some of the hot okay. gossip. No, around. John, no, John, no. I want. I had an important point to make about this Applebee's video. Um, yeah. So you came across it uh, due to this website, Marketing Dive. 
which appears yeah. to be a horrific website that I despise <laughs> entirely, which it's all about marketing. It's all about like, you know, some of the hot topics that they're talking about on marketingdive.com. How Macy's and IBM tackle thumb scrolling on digital video. Wow, great. So Macy's, a com- like completely irrelevant, you know, fucking like <laughs> clothing store, is managing to use some some of their digital presence in order to capture people's finite attention and waste their lives on their stupid <laughs> videos to get them to buy what more pants. I don't know. And there's, there's all these videos about horrible, horrible things. Um, and there's this, you know, there's this. So there's this article about the Applebee's hour-long ASMR video. It's they they pitch it in the most disgusting way possible. This campaign is designed to help people find a sense of calm by listening to the sizzling sounds. No, it's not. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, marketingdive.com. Fuck you, Applebee's. And here's the here's the great takeaway, John. This Applebee's video, guess what? I went I saw the original one. This is the one published by Applebee's Grill and Bar. It's got one thousand three hundred views, John. Oh, Nine really? thumbs up, three thumbs down. This is a complete <laughs> flop of a video. They paid marketingdive.com to post something about this fucking video. And it hasn't worked at all, John. This was posted over a week ago, and it's nothing. And it's never going to be anything, John. Because Applebee's... Oh, wow, it, it does have so few views. It's... <laughs> yeah, it's got no... And look, let's, look, let's look at some of the hot engagement they're getting from their audience. Oh, we've got four <laughs> comments. Why does this exist? Uh, okay, so that's the one. That's kind of sad is another. Was poppin' Jimbo, says soy sauce, <laughs> and Applebee's should be a meme. That's all the engagement they've gotten out of this hour-long Ian, spectacular uh, It turns flop. out there's actually there's a, an additional comment added 25 minutes ago. Gosh, I love this I video. Been... Gave me tingles. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, maybe the tide's turning on them. I don't know. I haven't really... <laughs> but it's just... John, I'm very mad. I'm very mad at this Applebee's <laughs> video about meat. And it's, it's, I think what's great about this is... It's actually part of the article um, is that Applebee's has had previously unsuccessful attempts to try to woo millennials. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it seems I, like they're having another unsuccessful <laughs> attempt to woo millennials. I just love the, the idea of Applebee's. Like, some some board of Applebee's executives. First off, can you imagine being an Applebee's executive? <laughs> <laughs> like, you've, I can't imagine anybody affiliated with the Applebee's franchise who isn't, like, just greasy. <laughs> and not like in the standard corporate fight, but like they're they're physically greasy people. I've just God. I've got very strong feelings, John, about Applebee's. Really? I, I hadn't noticed. And they've posted another video, ASMR soothing grill sounds. It's sitting on 159 views, John. <laughs> Applebee's is a it. You know what? We we talked a big game about Bertucci's in not I guess the last episode of the the, the Lindenberry Cinematic Universe. Like our podcast uh-huh. universe. Yeah. But, um, man, Applebee's is just having an unsuccessful web. At what presence as unsuccessful, I would say, as Bertucci's. Yeah, considering that I, I think Applebee's is a much bigger chain. And you know they're national. Their web presence is really sad. Yeah, they're just no good, John. 
<laughs> and, and, you know, like, what do you ex- What sort of web presence could this place... Like, wow, I can go to Applebee's and get a kind of overpriced shitty meal. Or I can go to other places and get less overpriced, more shitty meals. Just like, fast casual, John. Fast casual is a cancer. <laughs> what? Um, in 2015, <laughs> Applebee's had a hashtag Be Famous Awards. <laughs> and they've got a whole bunch of videos posted about the 2015 hashtag Applebee's hashtag Be Famous Awards. Uh, and, you know, one of these videos has 312 <laughs> views. Uh, and, uh, actually, a lot of these videos have, like, a couple hundred views. Some of the really popular ones, I, I think the most popular one I've seen is, has 3.4 thousand views. Um, so, you know, the Applebee's Be Famous Awards, you know, they really made people famous with those 3,000 views. Or a couple hundred. In also, most it's cases. important to know this is hashtag beef famous. Um, wow, well, it's hashtag be famous, like apple bees. Oh fuck, you're probably right. I thought it was beef famous. Maybe that's no. why it failed. That doesn't make sense with the capitalization, Ian. Well, but John, it's but like maybe Applebee's serves a lot of beef. I don't know. You're you're absolutely correct. I think I'm I'm totally in the wrong here, but I also think that I'm right for having viewed it this way. I think that's whatever how everybody viewed this. And while they did have a lot of 2015, whole they had a lot of videos, John. Uh, they also got a bunch of videos with celebrities that have very few views. They've got one with Taylor Swift that has 740 views. Oh I don't think there's a God. single video on YouTube other than this one that features Taylor Swift that's got less than like a million views. Wow. Applebee's has a fantastically unsuccessful web presence. (laughs) They've got Vine compilations, John. (laughs) Actually, that might be their most successful video, is the Applebee's (laughs) under 550 calorie menu Vine compilation. They've got a holiday carol for Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) For WWE Superstar. Dolph Ziggler. It does not feature Dolph Ziggler. It's a holiday carol for him. <laughs> what is this? John, John, here's the thing. There's probably some person, and this is their job. Their job is, they're their social media manager for Applebee's. Why does Applebee's have a video for Dolph Ziggler? (laughs) Oh my god, this is... (laughs) John, I don't understand this. I don't understand Applebee's. I don't understand how they've done so poorly. John... They've got like six <laughs> ASMR videos. I'm never, I'm never gonna recover. Why Dolph Ziggler? John, they've got they got to capitalize all the memes. They think Dolph Ziggler. He's, he's there's a lot of memes around. Oh shit! So I've actually I've found a video by Applebee's which has over two hundred thousand views. <laughs> 
And you want to know what it is, Sean? It's the best video ever by fans. So the only successful Applebee's video was not actually made by Applebee's. It was made by the fans of Applebee's. This can't be the real Applebee's account. There has to be another one. No, John. No, no. Go to the about for this. The about for this for Applebee's. So first off, I will say their their user it is Apple Being, which I think is kind of cool. Oh, it it is the real one. This is the official YouTube channel. It's, one. it's real. <laughs> this is as real as it gets, John. <laughs> You're not saying that again. Why? It doesn't make any sense. So I see a bunch of I see a bunch of so there's a yeah holiday carol for at Heel Ziggler. They've got one for TZ620. Who's TZ620? I don't know. I just... <laughs> like... Did Dolph Ziggler reply? Just... I don't... Like, there's no way! We ship you, they say, with a... Oh, here's the problem. They're using the smiley face with the nose. Like the colon hyphen. Close paren. Uh, Miss Lindy Star did comment on this video very nice, so she liked it. Yeah. <laughs> and 19 people gave this video a thumbs up. Uh, so I'm watching this Carol video. John, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> I don't know. Holy, I, this, it's... <laughs> John, this is like... Like, I tried to watch it, but it's so quiet, and I was laughing too hard, I couldn't hear anything. But John, here's the, it's like, there was absolutely nothing involving Applebee's. Yeah, it didn't seem like, it was just like two guys seemingly in their living room, with like someone else holding the camera, and like just, just talking out in the background. There's like, there's a nice fireplace, like it's a, it's a cozy video, but what, I... <laughs> What's their plan here, John? What are they doing? Applebee's, what are you doing? Applebee's, if you're listening to this podcast, for God's sake, hire anyone else. Because you're clear. You're being... is, is that when Dolph Ziggler had the money in the bank briefcase? I mean, it doesn't matter. Even if it's like the height of his career, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make a lick of... <laughs> <laughs> and they got one for Pepsi? We'll always have Pebblebees, they say. Three thumbs up, zero comments, 270 views, John. What are the... Like, who's running this? Who's doing this, John? Who's putting these... Who has the authority of this? Just a... It's such an incongruity. Applebee's is everywhere, John. Everyone knows about Applebee's. Everybody, but it's nothing. They just, oh my god, I can't, I don't understand this. I am more confused every second. Again, one video, they've only got one video that's got, from what I can tell, over a hundred thousand views. <laughs> Listeners, we're at about time, and, and nothing's gonna be better than than the Applebee. Like you should, YouTube. 
I'm, I'm canceling the rest of the episode this week. <laughs> oh, well, an unprecedented maneuver. <laughs> just, really? I gotta check out the Applebee's YouTube page. I mean, I I feel I feel conflicted about recommending it to you, but it's such a failure. I don't feel oh. like it's going to take off. And so I, I feel fine with recommending you check it out. It, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. But he just like, John, how did, so marketingdive.com, like, this has to be a paid-for article, right? Because, like, how else could anyone have experienced be. the Applebee's? <laughs> I gotta know, like, has anybody else, has anybody else <laughs> noticed how terrible Applebee's are? Applebee's, you... YouTube marketing failure. It's just, it's unbelievable. Uh, listeners. There's multiple articles about this, John. I looked this up. The first result, ad week, Applebee's 60-minute ASMR grilling video lets the sizzle soothe. There are multiple people who have written articles about this video. Like every single view on this video is from someone who had to, like, report on it, including us now. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I don't actually have a single real viewer. John, do you think we could get sponsored <laughs> by Applebee's for this episode? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Applebee's, could you send me 50 Like, just send me a $50 check. Yeah, and and if you do, I'll you talk about you more or something. I don't know, but... <laughs> so I've, I've, I'm looking up all the Applebee's news I can right now. We've got this... Onion um, video on YouTube, which has over 250,000 views. So this is by far the most successful web presence of Applebee's. <laughs> New ad urges hipsters to go to Applebee's, ironically. Um, <laughs> which I agree with. <laughs> that seems like that would be a much more successful ad campaign. It would be. Oh my god. Oh, fuck. It, it just... <laughs> Listeners, I'm, I'm sorry. It... it... Listeners, thank you for joining us for this exciting episode of ASMR Quest. Where we talk all the about... The number one podcast about ASMR. And also and Marvel's The Marvel's Infinity Wars. The Avengers, The Infinity War, the movie, and also the YouTube presence of Applebee's. <laughs> and their Christmas Carol for Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Doesn't make a lick of sense, John. You can, oh my goodness. You can find us on Twitter at ASMR Questing. Uh, uh, you can decide, wait, no, you can email us at ASMRQuesting at gmail.com. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at ASMR underscore quest. And please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. John, the hottest new joint in town is Club Applebee's. <laughs> Some of the restaurants <laughs> changes franchises. Are finding late night successes by <laughs> emphasizing appetizers, boosts, and theme nights. It says Ad Age in 2012, before they admitted, uh, before Applebee's admitted that this campaign was a failure. John, they are buying out. They are buying out all these. I'll tell you what. All these ad web presences, all these ad ages, ad weeks, fucking marketing drive. All these guys. They're just for Applebee's are just buying these websites. <coughs> So they can put out listicles about nothing. About... <laughs> Even the episode's over. John, it's over. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you 
stay tingly. And let me tell you, Applebee's spent $75 million that wood-fired grills will revitalize its brand. It doesn't, John. It doesn't revitalize their brand. Their brand is dying. Oh, my God. Applebee's, get your head in the game. Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye.